0: This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Oh
1: my god, that was in sync. In sync. Bye bye bye. Hi, hi, hi.
0: <laughs> oh my god, Kim's poor roommate hates us. <laughs> we are. Oh wait, let's tell him what this is. Oh, this is Sip, Survive. And repeat. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about survival stories while we drink delicious wine. And that's Jenny, and I'm Danelle. And I'm Kenny.
1: Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out who Kenny is. (laughs) Kenny? (laughs) He has has the masculine voice. Right. Right, guys. This is Kenny. (laughs) What if I do that? Cut that that out. (laughs) No. Edit that out. Nope um hi hi okay so we've had a hell week at work
1: oh people you don't even know you might know but shit's going down shit's the 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 boat's sinking
0: (laughs) but we're we're on we're on life it we're We're on life rafts we're we're plugging it we're
1: on life rafts we're strapped in tight and it's friday yeah and it's over exactly except i have a really bad weekend coming up it's fine i have to work it's fine
0: i have a weekend full of what i'd like to call interesting items.
1: Let's talk about what you have in the docket this weekend.
0: First, I have to work tomorrow and do a Facebook Live for the IX Indoor, or no, I'm sorry, IX Trick-or-Treat Street, which is an an indoor trick-or-treating thing that we have in Cleveland that little kids can go to. Because it's cold here. Yeah. Um, So that'll be fun. And then I have my 20th high school reunion. Yay! I weighed myself this morning. How'd it go? Kenny, are you ready for this? Because I don't remember what I started at.
2: Go for it. I don't don't know what you started. Okay, well, I don't know
0: where the paper is. Listeners, let me know how I did. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm back to my beginning weight, which is (laughs) hilarious. I weighed in today at 182.2. I
1: think that's under.
0: I have absolutely no idea. I have
1: not weighed myself, but I can tell by the tightness of my jeans that I'm probably either at or above my starting weight.
0: Uh, I'm wearing elastic waisted jeans because mm. I gave up on real ones.
1: I'm wearing good American jeans because they were on sale Ooh. and I love them. Are they're, they comfy? They're very comfy. Okay. Very. I thought Except about it, they're so expensive. The, well, I got them on sale and the zipper does sometimes just come down. No. Which was, happened for an embarrassing moment for me. It's fine. Whole those are the wearing, good Americans? Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. So you got
1: to watch, you got to be on zipper patrol, but. <laughs> They're so comfortable. (laughs) They're worth every penny. I love them.
0: I feel like I could be into that. Well, I've decided that for the reunion tomorrow, I'm going to be wearing a dress with some control top tights. It's super cute, too. You're going to look great. Okay, I'll post a picture. I Um, want you to
1: send me a picture first.
0: And then tomorrow is my stepdaughter's 10th birthday. Exciting, exciting. So we're having a big to-do at our house with an outdoor tent and heaters. And And a special guest. And a special guest named Timmy the Pony. I love it. Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. Um, so Timmy will be there with his mohawk, and uh, the kids are going to take pictures with him, not ride him. Oh, OK. There's no rides. Timmy's still being trained right, to be uh, in the school.
1: But they'll like to pet him and like stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: He'll get showered with children's love. And if no one else pets him, I will. How many kids? I don't know. I'm very uninvolved in the planning process. Because That's OK. You just show up. I was in charge of getting the pony, and I did that. So you're like, so I said, bye. I said, done. Mic drop, walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Arranged. Move on.
1: Arranged. Good luck with the rest of so it. So that's Sunday.
0: Sunday. You've yeah. got a
1: busy weekend.
0: Yeah. I I really wish I was sleeping after this week of work. How yeah.
1: Long? I don't have any plans this weekend. We got a new couch today. It Ooh. was delivered. Have you sat on it yet? No. But it, I did make the poor choice of buying a light blue couch. It's not ugly. A Jenny's no, face. No, no,
0: it's not. That's not an ugly face. I'm just wondering about cleanliness. Like, are you, how are you going to keep that shit clean?
1: Right, exactly. So the dog hair is already all over it because she's brown. So that was stupid. But the good news is, is it's a super cheap couch. Great, And we have a really stinky dog. So we'll just get a new one in a couple years and move on. It's fine. Yeah. Cover, That's what we do. Cover with some blankets. Who cares?
0: That's what we do. Yeah. Our couch is cheap, and we bought it so that the kids could just wreck Destroy it. Destroy it. Yeah. And I said, good Who needs good an blanket.
1: expensive couch? No one. Well, the other couch we had we had feathers in it. And
0: yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll wear down after a while. Yeah, it It'll stinks. get squishy. It smells like a dirty dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so great news, we have a new couch. Yay. That actually matches now. So yay. yay. Not
0: that I thought the other couch yeah. was eh, anything bad. It was something. But. I didn't look at it a lot. Um, um, okay. Let's <clears throat> let's do this. Let's do this thing. Did, did
2: we talk about the wine we are drinking? Oh, oh shit.
0: Sh- yeah. Did we just say shit at the same yeah, time? Yeah, we did. Jenny brought this. Jenks. Okay. Uh, this is called Les Bobo or Les Bobos. Les Bobos. And it's a Grenache from France and it's really cute. It has like little eyeglasses and lips or eyeglasses and mustaches. Mm-hmm. It is a... It's super cute. It is delicious, I would like to say. Uh, it's inspired by the, by the bohemian spirit of France. It's light-bodied with fresh red fruit flavors. So... It tastes like Paris. It tastes just like just Paris. kidding. I've never been there. I have. And if you open your mouth, this is exactly what it <laughs> tastes like. Uh, 13.6 alcohol by volume. And um it has a twist off cap which I appreciate because then you don't need any extra tools. Love a good twist off. Mm mm. So it's good. Uh we oh, it was for my Wink wine box. I forget if I already said that. But yeah, it came from my Wink wine box. Uh, if you guys haven't done that, you should check it out. It's pretty fun. And they are not a sponsor. I'm just saying this for free.
2: Wink. But if you want to sponsor us. Well yeah, sponsor us if you want to.
0: Like get in there. Reach out. Do, do, do. Find us. Find us. Figure Woo-hoo. it out. Okay. Uh I guess I'm going first. Mm-hmm. Um because Janelle has some sort of novel that she's going to be telling. It's so long. <laughs> Maybe you can condense it as you're I'm, saying. I will. It. I'll okay. skip over stuff, don't oh, worry. My one nostril keeps running. Just the one. Just the one. It's the sea- it's the allergy season. Ugh. okay. So I am doing this straight from memory literally because what I do is I watch the documentary and then I'm like, I'll look up the like Wikipedia page tomorrow and copy and paste it onto a, a sheet so I have a reference point. And you don't? They, there is no Wikipedia page for this. Oh. So so you're free-balling it, and I love it. Like, literally. Like, but you're good at freeballing it. So. But a lot of times I take notes when I'm watching. This was like, literally, I was laying in bed going, this seems like a good one. <laughs> Tell me a story. OK. So I'm doing the survival story of Heather Yeager. OK. Heather Jager is um a young lady who was working at uh I think it was a grocery store with a um a coffee shop in it, so she was like a barista. Okay. Um but it's really funny when you're watching the uh it's called Dark Desires. It's called Obsession. Dark Desires. Ooh. And it's all about like stalkers that lose their minds and get crazy. I've watched a couple others. They're probably going to get revealed on this show as well. <laughs> Is this a Netflix? It's an ID channel. Oh, OK. Got it. Let's be let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, obsession, dark desires. Um, Heather was working at a barista. And every time they showed the quote unquote grocery store, it was basically a super Walmart. But they covered the super Walmart with something that just said store market. Oh, OK. <laughs> like- <laughs> what was the name of the coffee shop, I wonder? Like, Well, some places, like Target, for example, has like Starbucks. Starbucks. So it could have been something like that. Okay. Or maybe like a local, whatever. It seemed to be some sort of larger grocery store with some sort of coffee shop in it. And she worked there. Got it. So there were other departments in this store. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she did that. And she actually, she thought it was funny because she didn't like coffee, but she made it. And a lot of people wanted her specifically to make their coffees, so she must have done a good job at oh. it. <laughs> I don't know. OK. Um, and then the the store thought she was such a good employee, they decided to give her some more responsibility. And I, I'm hoping they didn't say, but I hope they paid her more, too. Uh, but she was also in charge of interviewing and hiring for some of the other departments. Oh, OK. How old was she, do you think? Like I'm not 100% sure. Like early would, 20s, I'm picturing? Mm, no. I'm just trying to draw a mental picture. I would say like late 20s, early 30s. OK. She was, because um, at the at the time of the story, she was married. OK. OK. So she was interviewing people. And she said it was interesting, because you'd get people from all walks of life. And she said a lot of times it was young people. And they would just be like, uh, I just need the money. But she interviewed. Wrong answer, people. That is the incorrect answer. If you are planning to get a job soon or need a job, don't use that it's bad. So then a guy came in and his name was Arturo. Okay. Arturo. Arturo. And he like, she asked him, he was older. I think he was probably in his late thirties, maybe early forties. Uh, again, these are all guesses and it's based on the actor portrayals. So like, really, I'm not Which giving you I a love. real anyway, we, we can act it out later. It's fine. <laughs> There's going to be a play later. Uh, so he comes in and she says, well, why do you, you know, this is minimum wage. Like, why do you want this job? And he's like, um, you know, I think it's a place where I can grow. I feel like I could really thrive here. Ding, ding,
1: ding, ding. Arturo. That's the right answer. Arturo,
0: you, you silly goose. So he, of course, got the job. Now, it wasn't in the coffee shop. It was in the store itself. Okay. Um, I think he was mostly, like, kind of sweeping and, like, like, maintenance stuff? Yeah. Okay. And then maybe, like, I don't know. They didn't say this, but I worked at CVS for a while. And we had to front face the store, which means you have to pull all the boxes to the front. Oh, OK. So everything looks very full. Front and face. It was my least favorite part of the job. I didn't know that, that you worked at CVS. I did. I also counted drugs for people in the pharmacy.
1: Counted drugs?
0: Yes. Oh. I was in the pharmacy putting pills together oh. for people at the age of 16. No. Uh-huh Uh uh-uh yes ma'am yes ma'am yeah that's not legal anymore right it's not okay but when I was in high school it was oh boy I wasn't allowed to do like the narcotics yeah good
1: thing you're a good kid
0: yeah no I I was like basically it was a lot of like birth control pill packs now you can't even get a mucinex pack without like showing your id so yeah no I like we had to literally like I had to count the pills and then put them in the orange the little orange that's crazy you were 16 I was 16
1: responsible for people's medication nuts okay go sorry i didn't even have sidebar i didn't even have boobs yet okay but you could handle someone's like life-saving life-saving medication correct
0: that's correct (laughs) hold on i need a sip of wine after all that (laughs) i didn't even have boobs yet (gasps) i didn't i was real skinny okay so uh so he gets hired and he starts really seeking out heather and saying you know like trying to talk to her and whatever and at one point, they are out, like, throwing something away at the dumpster. And he kind of says, can I confide in you? You seem like someone I could talk to. And she's like, sure. So um, he says, uh, my, his child is being taken away from him by his uh, ex. And they're going to move away. And he's never going to see his child again. So at this point, Heather is feeling really bad for him. So she feels like she can confide in him since he's confiding in her. So she says, oh, well, my marriage is really terrible, and I don't think we're going to make it. We're in a really rough patch. Oh, no. So after that, every time that she was at work and he was there, he would stop by and talk to her for really long periods of time. Um, He ended up at one point or another kind of just ignoring his job Mm, Yeah, at the store. His job was like trying to get her. Yeah, his job was basically following her around and talking to her and trying to talk about like... That, Go she, away, should, that she should, that she should front facing. She she fronting <laughs> and facing the store. Go front face. Um. So he just was, you know, following her around and telling her, you know, that she should be happy and she should strive for happiness in life and da 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 da. Never really saying you should leave your husband or this that or the other, mm. but implying that her happiness would be easier if she was if she moved not on with, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So after a while, she actually decided that she would be happier without her husband. So she ended up leaving and moved into her own place. And um, Arturo uh, ended up getting fired from the store because he he wasn't working. Literally wasn't doing his job. Um, He, though, before he did that, before he got let go, he kind of faked an accident. It was real weird. Like, a manager came to yell at him about not doing what he was supposed to do, and he pushed arturo and arturo like flailed as if he was like pushed yeah, but you can't 100 push times harder yeah you can't you don't shove someone but he like arturo faked how much he got pushed oh boy and okay. fell to the ground and then there was security footage of it and that guy got fired but then like a week later arturo got fired because, again he wasn't working right um so at that point heather and him were still like friends and in you know, talking all the time. So she she and him started hanging out outside of work because since he didn't work at the store anymore. So uh, they would go to his apartment a lot. They would go to her place a lot. They would play a lot of games. Um, and then she said, obviously, one thing led to another. And then things got physical. OK. <laughs> you guys. You guys. Whoa. I would physical. be like, I don't like your work ethic. Yeah, I know. I was true. like, how are you, you getting? also fake fell. How are you getting physical with this guy who seems like a, <laughs> and a little. And you fake fell. Yeah, you can't fake no. fall. That's mm-hmm. not very no attractive. Anywho, so she she's uh you know hanging out with him. They're doing the, the thing, the nasty. <laughs> <Danilo's>, the nasty. spit <laughs> line out of her mouth. Um, and then uh, it cuts to a scene in the obsession, dark da- desires, and she is trying to help him find a job, and she's saying this and she's saying that. And he is getting really frustrated, and he says, "I don't want to talk about it anymore, you fat cow." <gasps> oh no, thank no. you. Oh no. Mm-mm. So she, that was that was a red flag. The falling on the ground, getting Did fired he push him, and he like fell on the ground. No, <laughs> no. but now he's name calling, and this isn't the last time he's going to do it. He does it multiple times throughout this series. Um, so. It just, it gets real ridiculous. He's he's just very uninterested in getting a job. So it's like, she didn't really mind that he got fired as long as he was going to go get yeah another job. Like, fine. But he just had no interest. He didn't care. And he just kept, like, during the day when he should have been looking for a job, he would come into the store and sit and, stalk and, her. and sit in the coffee shop. Did he get money for the fall, do you know? Like, did it go to court? Or did he get, like, work? It didn't say comp, any of that. I, I don't think so. OK. because so he, he wasn't did it for hurt. fun. Well, I think he wanted to get this other guy fired, oh, okay. which he did. The other guy did get fired. He should have had a stronger like end game with that. I know, like right? Arturo, come on. Listen, his end game was to stalk Heather, right? <laughs> so he was still showing up at the coffee shop even though he doesn't work there anymore. Correct. So he's showing up okay. there. He's sitting there. He's talking to her. Go away. And um, eventually, Heather just gets kind of fed up with the whole thing and says, "You know, we're mm-hmm. done. We're done." Because he was just being so verbally abusive. So he, he, even after they broke up, he still would show up at the coffee shop and just sit there and stare at her like creep. a creep. Um, so one day, her boss actually had to remove him from the store and told him to never come back. OK, this
1: is when you change your locks at home. hmm Maybe look for a new job, although
0: you shouldn't have to. because She'd this, worked there for five years. OK, yeah. This was like kind of a... And she probably worked alone a lot, too, I would guess. I would think so. I mean, in, in the documentary, again, it's like fake, yeah. but in the documentary, she was always alone. I would alone. love to see that fall, that fake fall. Oh, I'll find it for okay. you. <laughs> um, so, anywho, Arturo keeps following her, and it's weird because he keeps coming up to her, and he's like, "I just want to be your friend. I just want to be your friend." No, like, all right, weirdo. Like, some people just don't want to be friends after they've right. and you had the sex. And that. You called her a fat cow and you've been stalking her in a creepy way. So maybe no. Um, So he'd be like, it's been two months. Can we be friends now? Oh, it's been three months. Can we be friends now? And it was super creeptastic. And then he obviously got evicted because he wasn't paying his rent because he didn't have a job. So he was living in his car. Okay. So we're really going on a downhill spiral. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, one day... Um, Heather was getting ready to go to work, and she got she went to work really early. Like she woke up at four forty five a.m. because oh. she had to get to the coffee shop to yeah. open it and get it ready for mm-hmm. I'm not sure five thirty probably opening because people like to go shopping at five thirty and get coffee or on the way to work things. or whatever. I don't yeah. know. People are weird. Um, so she's about to leave, and she steps outside, and she said it was summer, so she remembers like it was pretty sunny out already, even at that mm-hmm. early time. And she looks over as she's locking her door, and she sees Arturo. And at this point, it had been seven months since the breakup, and he had consistently been asking her to be his friend, and she consistently was like, "No." What are they in like eighth grade? Like, right? Yeah. Passing. Do you want to go out with me? Yes. No. Maybe. Circle one. I don't think kids do that today because they have like technology, but they text. They probably
2: Snapchat that instead. Okay.
0: How do you circle one? How do you? The art of folding
2: a note no longer exist probably
0: oh, god, god so damn sad. i can still fold a note i can, I can still fold do a like a little too. football mm-hmm. kind of fold and stuff yeah. yeah um so she's outside she sees arturo she's like arturo what are you doing here like it's five o'clock in the morning and uh he's she said he had this blank stare on his face he wasn't smiling but he wasn't frowning it was just like blank mm-hmm. and then she noticed he had a gun mm. and he raises the gun and he shoots her and no he, and it hits her in the elbow then he shoots Ouch. her another time, shoots her in the leg, and then she falls to the ground, and she's like, I couldn't move. Yeah. Like, I was, like, my legs just were, like, not working anymore, and I was in so much shock. hmm And then he walked up to her, and he said, it's been seven months, and you won't be my friend. Uh-uh. So he shot her two times. He then counted out three, four, <gasps> five Six, seven, each time shooting her another (gasps) time. He shot her seven times. Seven times. Describe my face. It's aghast. It's, that's crazy. Yeah. So he shot her seven times in, uh, I guess, memory of the seven months she refused to be his friend after being a weirdo. So he shot her twice in the leg, once in the arm, and um, how many times? Four times in the abdomen. Jesus. So at that point, she is like, he leaves mm-hmm. and um, she's yelling for help. And she can grab her bag and I think she calls 911 from there. And then some of her neighbors heard the shots and came out and found her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good news is. She lives. Cause this is sip, survive, repeat. Yeah. She got shot seven times. Bitch ain't mean, gonna die. Yeah, that's intense. That's a lot of shots. And the elbow, how bad would that hurt? It so even if
1: you hit your elbow on something oh, hard yeah. that freaking. Well, it hurts. shattered
0: her elbow. So she's had a I think she's had a bunch of surgeries on mm. all the gunshot areas. Um, but her arm is still like not it doesn't yeah. function properly. Okay. Um, so she, basically she can't work anymore because, Aww. uh, of the elbow. She is, I don't know if it's permanent or not. I try to find more info, but at the end of this series, they pan out and she's in a wheelchair. Okay. Um, she, the one thing that she always wanted in life was kids. She loved kids and she loved, like, she would always be the babysitter for her, like nieces and nephews. And, um, she lost basically her entire reproductive Ugh, system because asshole. this dick wad shot her in the stomach um and he said uh that she should be happy that he spared her life tell me what happens to him so actually i don't think he's been sentenced yet so this is like recent kind of okay i feel like 2014 he was supposed to get sentenced but i never i can't find anything so if you guys know anything his name is arturo quiles q-u-i-l-e-s okay.
1: sometimes in these victim stories i find that it's very hard to find the, like what happened what happened afterwards or even before because yeah. they're private or they want you know their lives are not out there for everyone to just read and know about so yeah
0: um so he he went to trial he represented himself of course he did so the first thing is he pled not guilty because he wanted to go to trial which is really shitty because obviously he was guilty. People saw him leaving the yes. scene. She saw him and she's and still alive. Yeah. But he ple- he pled not guilty. And then he said, I'm going to represent myself with me, which means he got to question her. <gasps> this guy's
1: a psychopath.
0: Mm-hmm. So she was terrified yeah. and she did not want to go to court. She did not want to talk to him. She was really scared he was going to touch her in some way. Mm. Um, but the, they had... There here's some interesting facts about this. He had to wear, um, I, I forget what the name of it is, a zap belt, meaning it was like kind of like an electric dog collar. Oh, electric fence dog collar. I'm thinking like Jeffrey Dahmer-esque, like the wrap arm thing. No, but no, it it was like a collar that went around his waist.
2: Uh, he's sentenced to 21 years. It looks like that's not that's enough. it. Oh, did you, didn't you kill did her. you get to? The, I don't know if this is part of your story. but If not, I'm going to keep this story up. Did you get to what he said to the jury later?
0: I don't think I remember exactly so we'll we'll okay. talk about yeah, that in a minute I'll, I'll keep it up. so when he he goes into court he has to wear this like zappy belt mm-hmm. and basically if he does something he's not supposed to do to harass intimidate or whatever Heather they zap him yeah they will electric- it's like invisible they will fence. Ing- they will yes they will electrocute him good so there was like a guard with a little controller like you do anything I'm gonna totally Zap you.
1: Wow. How, how
0: scared. I mean, I, I and don't when know he that I had a question. When he questioned her, he had to stay seated at his table. He okay. was not allowed to get but up still and approach. Having to look in his eyes. Yeah. And like she said that was answered the hardest his part. Questions he didn't ask any questions. That was the funny part. He said, Did I or did I not? Was I or was I not your friend? Dude, get a grip. And then it was, um, did you or did you not deny me friendship for the last seven months? Like, it was like, I mean, it was something like that. It was something ridiculous that had nothing to do with anything. That wasn't proving anything. He just was trying to figure out if this, if Heather would be his friend. I'm like, again, dude, you shot her seven times. She does not want to be your friend. She didn't want to be your friend before. And now she sure, sure doesn't. No. Go. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So what did he tell the jury?
2: Uh, He said, one second. He tells the jury that he should be convicted. He just told them to convict him as guilty. In thirty minutes, they came back out out of deliberation and said he was.
0: And he only got twenty one years. Yeah, it was attempted first degree murder because he didn't kill her.
2: Yep, and some stalking charges.
0: Yeah, that needs to
1: be changed because the minute he gets out, I mean, there's there's something not. Yeah, I all mean, connected as up there.
0: as Heather, I would be terrified, terrified of when he gets yeah. out. Yeah, there are more laws in place for. Um, survivors, uh, when a sentence ends, they're supposed to be notified, but I know it's not foolproof. And I know sometimes they don't get notified yeah. in enough time. Um, I can tell you, I had someone steal my purse at Cedar Point, the roller coaster capital of the world. If and you've never been, you should check it out. You should. It's in Sandusky, Ohio, near where Kenny grew up. And um, I had to go to Cedar Point jail. And the guy who stole my purse saw me and I saw him. and I gave him a dirty ass look like you stole my shit. I will fuck you up, um, and he had to go to jail for a hot minute for like I think a year. But were you nervous that he like saw your info and stuff? Well, or no? yeah, he a saw my info, b saw my face mm-hmm. like in person, and then was in jail for a year, probably getting pissed at me that he yeah. was in jail. And I'm like, God, he's gonna come kill me. I, that was yeah. But I, I did get a letter when they when he got out, and I was like, so for I think for the next like two months, every time I went to bed, I'm like, this could be the night I die. You have like a gun under your pillow. I don't know, I don't do guns. I know, but you you should have at that moment. I know. I think I just I had like escape plans. I was like, if he Oh, Kenny's he's fixing stuff. Uh I'm oh, like, if Mike he s- comes in the see front see. door, I'm gonna go out this window. If he well, comes in the window, I'm gonna go out so had this door. You a plan door. of action. Yeah. That's what I always do. I never really have a weapon of choice. I'm always yeah. just like, here's what I'm gonna do. I feel like
1: I pick things in the room. So like if someone breaks into my house and or up in my bedroom, I'm like, I'll hide in the hamper. Like I'll get in the hamper and put clothes on, on your top hamper. of me. <laughs> it's I could scrounge, I could scrunch in there and put clothes on top of me and they probably wouldn't see me. Oh my but god. But then I gotta worry about the dog. And then I'm like, I could wrap her up in a sheet and jump out the window. It's same thing. I got Arressive. I got strategy. Okay.
0: It's probably That's not how I like to work. Live. But. That's how I like to live. So Heather though is doing well. I mean, they didn't really go into a lot of the story after the fact, but um, She's trying to live her best life, and she um, she can't work anymore because of her disabilities, yeah. because of all the gunshots. But um, you know, she has friends and family, and you know, life's still worth living. And Arturo's behind bars, so bye. I
1: bet you, when he is up for release, maybe they can petition to keep him in, or with the new law somehow. I don't know. Yeah, because he's dangerous.
0: Yeah, he's a crazy fucker.
1: <laughs> so that's my story. That's great. I'm gonna have to check out that. A little serious. Dark desires. Don't worry. I won't steal your Obsession. sources. Dark desires. That's a good one. <laughs> well, Kenny gave me mine this week, and it's a real doozer. It's long. <laughs> okay. It's good, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of info, so buckle in.
0: Okay. That was me buckling so in. So
1: this is the, um, and, and this is a weird take because it's a survival story, but the guy's not a great guy. Oh. So it's, you know. Just a little different, whatever. So, well,
0: I feel like that one soldier I did that kept not it's dying. Similar. He was kind of a dick. I, I mean, this guy's a really
1: big dick. Like, okay. we wish he wouldn't have survived, but he did survive some extreme conditions. I'll get into it. Great. Let me explain. <laughs> um, this is the story of Alfred Packer, mm-hmm. and you had trouble spelling that. Exactly. I told you. You know why? <laughs> because I was rushing to do this, and I kept putting like. It's not that I couldn't spell it. It's just I kept like typing in the wrong letters. It's fine. Okay. I got it. Gotcha. I'm sure I'll mess it up at some point. Your fingers weren't working? They were not working. And my we've had such a crazy week this week. My brain's not working. So. Valid. That together, Packer became a very difficult word. Um, so he was born. I thought
2: it was Alfred that would have been the I know, right? One.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. When you copy and paste stuff, no one ever uses the first name. So True. So Packer is, you know, you know. So he was born on January 21st. In 1842, so it's an old timer, old timey, in um, Pennsylvania, and he was one of three children.
0: That's pretty low for that that time.
1: Yeah, because usually people have like ten kids at that you know that stage. Sick. Um, He enlisted in the Union Army during the American Civil War.
0: Yes, fighting for the good guys in
1: 1862 amazing but he was honorably discharged um because he had epilepsy eight months later so he had a really bad case of epilepsy where it would happen like twice a day and it was hard to you know they're like marching into battle They're like don't and alfred's down i'm not making yeah i'm not making fun of people with epilepsy epilepsy but you probably don't want to shoot a gun or be in control of a gun or something you probably don't want to be going into battle right it's dangerous for you yes and people around you so after he was discharged he traveled west And over the next uh, nine years, he worked with, you know, numerous odd jobs. Like, um, he was a hunter. I'm not really sure what that entails. A a wagon teamster, Uh ranch hand, a field worker. Um, But his seizures overall kind of held him back. So he was kind of a loner. And he couldn't really keep a job for long. So um, fast forward to November 1873. um, 20 men left the... uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, mm-hmm. and they were going for a gold expedition. Fuck yeah,
0: they were. Uh huh. Twenty-four carats Mm-mm.
1: in Breckenridge, Colorado. Perf. So they're they're planning a trip. Twenty guys from Utah to Breckenridge. <gasps> Weren't Kenny? you just in
0: Breckenridge? I was in Boulder. God How damn far it! Is that Both from Breckenridge.
2: <sighs> a I hot minute. Like two hours. Yeah. Okay. I don't know.
1: I feel like I've been to Breckenridge. I've been to Vale. They have that brewery I've been there. I've been to it's Boulder. I've been to Boulder. You've been to, I've not been to Boulder. It was beautiful. It's a fun time. It was, your pictures were amazing. Yeah, it was a great time. I want to go now. Um, So the men were mostly strangers to each other, this Mm -hmm. group of 20, but they banded together because they wanted to, you know, dig up their fortune in Colorado. And um, Alfred wasn't one of the original 20 guys, but he did meet them along the road. Like as they were,
0: this sounds so familiar.
1: So, as I finished this, it was in my favorite murder one, and I didn't remember it, and I didn't know it. Like, I've listened to every single one of their episodes, shout out, and I don't remember this one at all.
0: As you're telling it, I'm like, epilepsy, uh huh, Uh -huh. civil war, uh huh. So, at the end uh
1: of the Wikipedia page, there's a tag, and I was like, because even when I was kind of writing it, I was like, I feel like I love the old timey one. So I'm like, I feel like I've heard, maybe not. I don't know. And then I saw that. So yes, this was in my, I don't know when it was, okay. it, how long ago it was, but okay. yeah. It's but been a hot minute because it, I didn't remember what happened. It's very so, vague in my memory. Yeah. I didn't remember anything that had happened. So apparently I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, um, let's see, where was I? Da, 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 da. Okay. So he met these people along the way and he convinced them that he knew the Colorado geography And that he should be their kind of tour guide. And that he was worth letting him like string along a little bit. But he's from Pennsylvania. Exactly. He's kind of a con artist.
0: Uh Uh-oh. But he
1: really didn't bring anything to the table. Like he didn't have any money. He didn't have, have any weapons. But he's like, hey, can I come with you guys? And they're like, no, go away. And he's like listen, I was a tour guide, which he was for a short period of time, not in Colorado. Um, (laughs) Just
0: because you're a tour guide. Right.
1: (laughs) I know. He was like, listen, I was a tour guide. I know the geography. Like, I can get us there. And they're like, all right, fine. So they let him come along. So here he is with all these people. Um, Let's see. I just lost my place. Okay. Okay. So on january twenty first, eighteen seventy four, they the twenty guys came upon a um, encampment. Mm-hmm. It was like an Indian ranch. Ba- mm. Basically, we were like native like a Native American indigenous people. Thank you, uh, mm-hmm. their ranch. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in Montrose, Colorado, and the head guy there greeted them and welcomed them as guests, supplied them with food and lodging because it was a long travel from Utah. And um, he recommended that they postpone their the rest of their expedition until spring. So at this point, I'm gathering it's like, well, it's in January. So it's cold, it's snowy, and he's just like, you're not going to make it. Like, just wait out the winter. You're welcome to stay here. You can use all of our supplies. Um, And he said to them, you'll risk almost certain death if you continue on now. But Mm. he was very kind and said, you can stay here.
0: Was this like the chief?
1: Yes. This was the chief, the head ranch guy. Oh, it's a rancher. Well, I mean, it's an Indian reservation. So yeah, it was the chief. Um, let's see. So they were there from January to February. And by the time February rolled around, they were getting restless because they wanted this gold. They'd heard that Breckenridge, there was like the miners had not arrived yet to Breckenridge. So they wanted to get there before the miners so they can grab the gold first. But other miners were coming from the east and other parts of the country. And they were being, you know, they wanted to get there first. They can get their their fortunes, their treasures. Treasure. Um, so five men of the 20 took the, the chief's recommendation and stayed behind.
0: Mm-hmm. And then. Wait, how many out of the 20? There's
1: 20. So five of them stayed behind. Smart. Those are the smart ones. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, um, let's see, Alfred led another group of five. Including himself, um, convincing him, he was like, Don't listen to this guy. I'm, guys, I'm a guide. I got it. I know a faster way. We can go through (laughs) these mountains and we can get there in 14 days. I was a Boy Scout.
0: Pay attention. I got
1: it. And then another group of guys, the chief was like, Listen, if you really want to go and you're not going to listen to me, follow this river. You know, it's not going to be the shortest way, but it'll be the safest way because there's an actual like river to guide you. So the rest of the guys went, T- you know they followed the river to get to this to breckenridge and then alfred took the other group of guys through the mountains and then the five guys stayed behind mm-hmm. so we have three different sets of people doing different things um so on february 9th uh, alfred and the five other guys they um let's see they started their 75 mile journey it's a long time uh, oh. to walk in the winter. No, thank you. I was going to say you.
0: on foot.
1: They possessed no shoe snows or snowshoes. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> no shoe snows.
1: No, no shoe snows, which are very important, or snowshoes, which are also very important. <laughs> have them both. Perf. Um, They had bare minimum matches. No um, flint, which is how, if you ever watched Naked and Afraid, that's how you start it. And <laughs> have you
0: ever watched Naked and Afraid? Have you ever watched that show? I love it. I have, but Penny, I have to tell you. Get. Oh so good that, that isn't just from naked and afraid <laughs> that's just like that's a well-known like, camping thing that's just
1: like a camp yeah i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> like just take a lighter i know it's the 1800s
0: yeah just they don't have lighters and then think. a lighter
1: we'll make one i don't know
0: we should find kenny can you find out when lighters were invented
1: i'm gonna guess Will do. we'll i'm gonna guess the 30s or 20s 1920s i'm gonna guess
0: 1910 oh yeah it's probably that i'm gonna say like
2: 1890
0: okay Let's see who's closest. Continue. Okay. 1823. God damn. It. So they could have had lighters. Get it together. Get, Get it together, it. you stupid flint. Anyway,
1: <laughs> they had no heavy clothing. Um they basically sound they very were very unprepared. They had two rifles, one pistol, a couple knives, a hatchet, and very little ammunition and it just was a it was going to be a shit show basically and it was. So, um 2 months later now. So on April sixteenth, eighteen seventy-four, much later after lighters were invented, um, Alfred, <laughs>
0: Alfred, Kenny on that,
1: Alfred emerged from the woods alone and stumbled his way across a frozen lake bed into the Los Pinos Indian Agency. Now they call it they call it an Indian agency, but it's really a ranch, so it's like an Indian reservation type of situation. Okay. Um, so he comes emerging from the mountains and just basically busts in on this eight. You know, Indian ranch and he opens the doors to this dining hall and all these men are sitting around these tables like eating and whatever and here comes this like disheveled man and um, he flung open the door and stood begging for food and shelter and he only carried with him a rifle, a knife, a steel coffee pot and a satchel and the men hurried to his side, they set him down, they gave him food um, which he quickly threw up because he hadn't eaten so to speak in quite a while oh god and um he said that his digestion was altered as a result of his prolonged near starvation so after several shots of whiskey he told the men that he had been hired by five guys so this is his story that he told to this um new indian ranch or farmland yeah he said that these five guys had hired him And he had somehow got hurt along the journey. Like he like hurt his foot or something like that. And they basically gave him a rifle and they were like, good luck. We're leaving you behind. So the guys are like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Like how could they leave you behind? And he's like, they continued on and I somehow made it. I survived off of, um, you know, eating rose petals and some root things. And yeah. So
0: now were the rose petals in the winter. Um, they weren't
1: really rose petals. They were just like, Parts it says rosebuds. I don't know what that means. I think he means rosebuds, and those yeah. wouldn't be
0: in bloom in the winter.
1: But maybe in like it's April, so maybe in like fine. Color is does, is Colorado warm enough for rosebuds? Do you think in April? I, I wouldn't have think no so. Idea. Well,
0: we'll have to go out there in April and test it out.
1: Well, the good news is is that's probably not what he really ate, which we'll get to oh. what he actually ate during this time. Oh. Um. So he the weird thing is is as he was telling the story is some of the guys, although they felt really bad for him because he was left, they realized that he didn't really look like he was starving. Mm. Like his face wasn't sunken in. He wasn't really malnourished. So they didn't quite believe you know, his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one said anything. They just took him in. They fed him. They, they brought him back to health, everything. Um, so the men that stayed back on the first initial Indian ranch... Um, finally made their way to where Alfred was staying, where he ended up. And they also thought it was particular, particularly strange that they knew the other guys that, that um, Alfred had gone with, and they knew that the one guy would never leave. Like, he was kind of the head of the group. He would never leave anybody behind. Hmm. And um, it was also weird that Alfred had his rifle and he was like, this guy loved his rifle. It was worth a lot of money. And there's no way that they would ever, like, abandon one another. Right. Um, so, let's see. Also, Alfred was act- acting out in the community. Like, he would be drinking all day. He had all this extra money that no one really understood where it came from. Um, he bought himself a horse. So, just things weren't adding up. So, okay, Alfred. Alfred, yeah, exactly. So... Let's see. I'm trying to skip a lot of this because there's a lot of um, so when the other men arrived from the first Indian um, ranch, they basically called bullshit on a story. Yeah, and they, they were did. like, "There's no way this is really what happened. And um they were convinced that there was another side of the story. So, they met with one of the police chiefs in the town, mm-hmm. a police officer, and wanted him to detain Alfred for questioning. Yes. So um, as they were in the process, they the police officer was basically like, listen, your story's not lining up. These people say they know you, and when they met you, you had nothing. And now all of a sudden, you have all this money, you have a, a, a rifle, and you have all these other tools. You have like, a horse. You have a horse that you purchased. And he Is her name
0: la- Donna? Because if it is, I'm going to kick someone.
1: It's either Donna or, um, who's the other horse's name? Timmy. Timmy. (laughs) Timmy.
0: Although I don't think he could ride Timmy, right? (laughs) Probably Probably not.
1: Um, so the police officer finally convinced him that he needs to, um, be a part of the rescue team Mm -hmm. and go look for these five guys and try to find them out in the wilderness somewhere. And he was like, fine, I don't know where they are. They left me, but I'll go. Fine. And um, on the search, they came face-to-face with um, the other guys that had followed the river. Oh, uh-huh. And again... And they were rich as fuck? And they had not made it to Breckenridge yet. Damn it. So this is a very long (laughs) journey, apparently. And um, they were shocked that the other guys that had left Alfred supposedly hadn't made it to Breckenridge. Like no one had ever heard of them again, whatever. And again, they called bullshit on his story. So, um, one of the things that they brought up again was Alfred, how do you have all this money? And Alfred's like, Oh, when I got to town, he's starting to change his story. He's like, when I got to town, I took a loan out. Someone loaned me money from the, from this other town. And that's how I got all this money. So the officers looked into that and, everyone in this other town was like, we didn't loan anybody money. Like, or we never loaned him money. Like, we don't know what he's talking about. And um, so they found out that that story was fake as well. Mm -hmm. So let me find my spot. Let's see. Okay, here we go. So as they're leaving the um, area that they were searching, Mm -hmm. one of the other um, Indians who, they were part of the rescue found little slivers of flesh in the snow and they called it white man's flesh. Like they knew it was like someone's skin (gasps) and they were like, look at this. What's this? What's this? Mm -hmm. And Alfred just freaks out. And he goes into this long, um, begging for mercy, swearing to make a full confession. Um, he said that it wouldn't be the first time out of nowhere. He was like, it wouldn't be the first time that people had, to eat each other when they were hungry. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa wait. Excuse wait a minute. Excuse me, what? Yeah, so he's like, Come wait, again? So the story you just told us, all of that was all bullshit, which they all thought anyway. Um, and slowly sobbing, he began to tell his side of the real story. So this is what he tells oh, Jesus. the, um, the uh, rescue team and also the police officer and also the rest of the tribe that was with him, is that he claimed that they... Um, thought there was sufficient food for the 14-day journey that he claimed was was only going to take 14 days with his little pass through the mountains. And um, before they knew it, that everything was gone. And they um, didn't have enough. There wasn't enough like they ate an occasional rabbit, but there wasn't enough like vegetation around to keep them all full.
0: Right, as it was winter in Colorado. Right,
1: with, you know, Tons of snow and blizzard. It was like one of the worst winters on record so far too. Oh, perfect. so after a few days of no wildlife activity due to extreme cold and virtually eating nothing, um, he claimed that the men started to eye each other up in an unsettling way.
0: Uh Oh, and,
1: um, their stomachs were twisting in hunger. And a few days after this, he left camp to go gather firewood. So he wasn't involved in the process, uh-huh. according to him and returned to find four men around the slain body of Israel, uh, swan who's one of the guys. Uh-oh. And that was the rifle that he was carrying. Israel owned that rifle. Oh. And um, he, Israel had been struck in the head with a hatchet, according to Alfred and then killed instantly. And the four started to butcher him. Oh. And um, Alfred was like, I had to accept this, the situation. And I also joined them and I ate Israel as well. So um, he claimed that several thousand dollars was found on um, Israel and and that it was divided between the men, and they hmm. consumed most of the agreeable parts of his body, packed some up to go on the road, as you do. Do you guys
0: have any to-go boxes? A little to-go box for you,
1: <laughs> and they moved on. <laughs> oh my with God. Um,
0: can I get a doggy bag?
1: So within an, another two days, the men were out of meat again, uh-huh. and. Who's next? Right. So, next was uh, this gentleman named Packer, Bell, and then Humphrey and Noon decided to. Actually, no, they weren't next. They um, talked together. Uh Yes, that they were going to kill this other guy named Miller. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you all his names, but I'm not going to go through all of them because it gets really confusing. Okay. So, he was next, and they basically snuck up on him with a hatchet, killed him, did the same thing that they did to the (sighs) other guy. And, um, it happened to the rest of the team essentially now at the very end there were there was only alfred and another guy left and they both swore to each other that they weren't going to eat each other or kill each other they're like i alfred's like listen i know we're close i know where we're going which he had no idea and he's like but let's make a pact we're not going to do this like we're not going to kill each other and he said one night when they were sleeping in the tent The other guy woke up and attacked Alfred and he had no other choice but to um, shoot him with a gun and kill him. And then he ate his body essentially and then packed up some meat to go, Uh which is the meat that they found whenever they were the, um, the rescue or Uh team. Yeah. So, um, the white man slivers, the white man slivers. Yes. So let's see. He, On his way to the Indian ranch that he finally, you know, busted into, he just threw his leftover flesh away and that's what they found. And he just said he assumed that an animal would hastily eat them and admitted that he did, um, he confessed that he had grown quite fond of human flesh and found, he found the portion around the breast to be especially delicious. So this is all his confession to all these people. So basically, he's saying that they had to do what they had to do. It's like chicken. They were all a part of it, and he had to do it to survive. Uh-huh. Um, and he especially
0: like breast meat. Right.
1: So, exactly. Other I than, like
0: the white meat. Can I get a breast?
1: I really love the breast. It's so delicious. <laughs> so in the um, the search party didn't find anything, though other than the little slithers. So okay. they were like, there are no bodies out here. So they, they believed them. But on the way back to the Indian ranch, mm-hmm. like every all the search party, they're heading back. This guy's an idiot. He then is, tries to kill one of the, the people from the search party. Was he hungry? I don't know. He <laughs> just flips out, tries to kill this guy. And oh, then no. the guy, then, then everyone notices it because there's a, a ton of them. And they're like, he's, this guy's crazy. Like n- now they're not buying his story. So, um, they throw him in jail mm-hmm. in this little dinky log cabin. And um, during this time, the snow is starting to melt. Mm-hmm. And while he's in jail, this artist goes out to paint a picture or do some type of drawing or something of the, this mountainous range. And he finds this little area and finds five dead bodies in this area. Oh, Jesus. All you know compiled together. Their flesh is torn off. like Clearly, it was a murderous scene. And here, this was his the people that he was with that he had ate. Right. But in his story, he had said that they walked in between, they walked in between and they did what they could to survive. But in reality, he had killed all of them. And there was also a makeshift tent that was uncovered once the snow melted because they had so much snow it was covering all of this that, um, they think that he killed everyone, stole all their stuff and supplies, mm-hmm. lived in the makeshift tent and would go out and just cut pieces of meat off of them to survive until the weather died down and then continued on his journey.
0: What a dick.
1: Yeah. So let me skip all this stuff. All right. So there were two trials. Mm-hmm. The first trial, he was convicted to be hung. Mm-hmm. But then somehow the uh, lawyers for Alfred said, well, Colorado's not technically a state yet, so you can't hang him. So they reversed the... Um, Can they eat him? they should (laughs) have. So he went back to trial again and he was found guilty again, Mm -hmm. of course. And he was released early, of course. But then he ended up dying like two years later. Um, Because someone ate him? No one ate him. (laughs) However, this is the kicker. So after he was buried, Mm -hmm. there were Tomb Raiders. And the legend goes is that, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not. I've been. um, The guy Ripley supposedly got a hold of someone had raided his tomb and cut off his head yes and then they took his brain out and did research on his brain because he was so just fucked fucked up up. and ripley from ripley's believe it or not before it was ripley's believe it or not um purchased the skull of him and put it in like a solution and to this day they said it's in new orleans oh shit yeah nice Mm -hmm. i
0: went to the one in uh south carolina
1: i've never been to one there's one in canada i almost went to It's weird
0: um interesting
1: yeah so and that is the story of alfred packer oh man i'm it's a lot of information i skipped so much stuff like
0: but you got the main points i got the main points
1: it's very confusing because there's lots of different moving parts and a lot of people right but
0: basically he led some people out into the woods when he didn't know what he was doing yes then he killed them ate them and blamed it on yes and then blamed it on survival yes or at first he blamed it on the fact that they abandoned him
1: Yes. It was... um, And then I just feel like it's full circle with Ripley's, believe it or not, having his skull in a tank somewhere. So, yeah. It's karma. It is karma. Sorry, Alfred. Mm. And... Uh oh Oh, Kenny. Kenny with the more info. Thanks, Kenny. In
2: 1968, students at the University of Colorado Boulder named their new cafeteria grill, Alfred G. Packer Memorial Grill. And the slogan was, have a friend for lunch.
1: (laughs) I... Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot that part.
2: The students could order the El Cannibal Beef Burger.
1: Like, that's not funny, though. Yes, it is. Oh, my
0: God.
2: It's since been renamed just Alfred Packer Restaurant and Grill.
0: I still mean still terrible I don't think anything have a sense should be of named
1: of him
2: and then uh, the annual Philadelphia Folk Festival features a dining tent called the Alfred E. Packer Memorial Dining Hall serving I not... humanity since 1874
0: nope. nope Uh-uh. he's not serving humanity no thank you he's eating humanity
2: there's a lot it of like, movies and books written about him too <laughs> there's have, a yeah. lot
1: there's a lot of false Wikipedia did say I mean this is all from Wikipedia uh, yeah. did say that there's a lot of false information in like movies and books about
2: him I too I mean the creators of South Park made a movie about him called Cannibal the Musical. So oh.
0: sweet.
1: <laughs> and I forgot when Kenny gave me the story, he introduced it as the cafeteria. And I freaking forgot to even mention that whole part. But so that's thanks Because I'm like, yeah. that's
0: amazing. I got to look at this. Have a friend guy. for
1: lunch. Oh, Colorado. At least you have a sense of humor.
0: I like that. I think that's funny.
1: I think maybe he was also the first cannibal to go to trial and be convicted, too. Mm. If I'm. Um, oh, no. At the time, he. Um, Received the longest uh, jail sentence in the history of the United States in 1886. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, probably. But he best. got out early, so and then, but then he died. died. Then he so. died like two years later
0: huh. from dementia.
1: They said, but they don't really know. But I don't think you really.
0: Maybe he had something wrong with his brain. Did they ever find anything when they looked at his brain? They didn't say. Hmm. Interesting. But I mean, I
1: I could look into it more.
0: Nah, I'm good. I like so. living in mystery. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> So that's uh-huh. Alfred Packer. I know I want to go back and listen to the My Favorite Murder one now, Oh yeah, me too. Because I totally, I don't know what episode it was or when they did it. but It's
2: uh, episode 171. It's, so it's listed new... on the Wikipedia page. Yes, it's at the bottom. So, so I think we should edit this and add our podcast on here. It just makes sense.
0: Yeah. It does just make yeah. sense. Let's do it. We want to be next to My and Favorite And by let's, writer. I mean Kenny, can you do that?
2: I'll work on it. Okay, oh, yeah.
0: thanks. <laughs> thanks, Kenny. Um, okay, Kenny.
2: Okay, weird news. A man robs a bank the day before his wedding to pay for a ring in the ceremony, but then what happens?
0: The bride doesn't show up.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
0: He drops the ring down the sink drain.
2: <laughs> he gets caught by his fiance on social media.
0: Huh? What?
2: So the police posted a picture of him robbing a bank, being like, if anyone knows who this is, like, please report him. The fiance saw it on Facebook, called the police and said, "That's, That's my, my fiance. F- he robbed a bank."
1: But he robbed it to buy her a ring. She didn't know that. I know, but I mean, she should have just you know let it go. You're gonna get no! a sweet ring, lady. <laughs> I'm kidding. I joke. I kid. I kid. I
0: kid. I kid, I kid. I kid, I kid. But oh yeah,
2: gosh. I guess you know wasn't true love if she's reporting him. Damn! And he didn't wear a
1: mask or anything. What a dummy.
2: Yeah, I mean the picture of him's like clear as day. Like, <laughs>
1: It's like an HD like close-up. Oh yeah. Oh God.
2: I mean, he's just walking. He's not even trying to She's hide like, it. Not um, a hoodie or anything.
0: That's my fiance. Um, I'm just trying not to spill your wine here. Uh, yeah, if we'll have to post this because it literally looks like if. If you were just walking down the hall and your friend snapped a quick pic of you walking yeah. down the hall. Yeah. It's like not fuzzy or anything. He didn't try to avoid the cameras It's not, cameras fuzzy. It's or not pixelated. Nope.
1: Clear as day.
2: Apparently he told the person like behind the counter, I'm doing this because I'm getting married tomorrow. Oh. I don't know if that was in the social media post, but if it was, like you can narrow that down pretty
1: yeah, quick. Yeah, you think? Oh my God. How much money did he get? Does it say? Uh, I didn't see
2: that in there, so hmm. I'm not sure. I feel
1: like it wasn't. This really wasn't well thought out. No. So
2: I mean, if he's doing it the day before, he obviously right. Yeah. didn't plan it too. No.
0: Well. Nah. And you, it's, the wedding band, you can get pretty cheap, guys. It's like they're like two hundred dollars, or you can even get like a, you can get a fake one. Yeah. Whatever. No one cares. I'm no one's gonna you. know. I'm just saying. Whatever. Oh my god, I love it. Mm. Don't rob banks unless you're gonna wear a ski mask, and don't eat people's flesh. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't shoot anyone seven times. That's a shitty idea. And
2: don't trust a guy who says, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. After you say no repeatedly for months.
1: Red flag. Red flag. Red
2: flag. Huge red flag.
1: Seven
0: of them. (laughs) Seven red flags. Um, All right. Well, this has been Sip, Survive, Repeat. We are so excited that you're here. Make sure that you check us out. We have all the socials. You can email us if you have any stories you want to share or just want to tell us how great we are. You can also um, rate, review, and subscribe on the old... Uh, Apple Podcasts mm. that that helps us move it up the charts. We actually uh, would love to get a little higher. Winkety wink wink. Um, and if you I, there's going to be a, a promo, but if you guys leave us a review and you screenshot it and send it, we'll send you a sticker. And I'm not talking about a little one; it They're is a big, big one. Ones. There's a big one. Uh, and also, if you become a Patreon in the next, well, if you're not one of the next 50 uh, patrons to become a Patreon then you will get a button no matter what level you do it at. So make sure you do
1: that. It's a do- You could do a dollar a month, right? Yes. That's the cheapest, I just had like- someone
0: do it for a dollar a month. Yeah. And he- he's about to get a button. It's one buck. Get ready. Um, okay, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.